I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I head up Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter, where I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of the Fifth Element, where I highlight the Fifth Element of Hip Hop, which is knowledge. And welcome to Digging in Digits. Ben. They shoot him. <laughs> Made you look. Good evening, Charlie. You know, after last week, every week I'm so nervous to do that intro now because I'm like, man, I'm going to screw this up again. Last week I said like hip-hop by da number or some, I don't know what I was talking about. I'm like, I'm nervous now. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be real. I've probably bottled mine a couple of times and I've just went, fuck it. So <laughs> it <was> just, <laughs> don't, don't be yourself up about it. Just put it out there. The beauty's in the floor. What did you, um, what did you listen to this week? Uh, yes. So, oh God, hopping right into it. Okay. Right. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Get the list up. So, uh, I did, no, that's cool. That's cool. Ah. I did listen to, uh, Critters here. I did listen to that. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I think, we're, well, I talked about it. I've listened to it like the day after, uh, a day after the pod, well, day after we recorded, I think, and I just like I was hear you up afterwards. I was like, "This ain't him. This is yeah. this ain't him for me." Um, I know, and yeah. I think we've both come to the conclusion that it's it's via the fact that he has he has barely any production credit uh, yeah. for himself. Yeah, um, he's obviously kind of just like you know gone out in the marketplace and got some people, which I understand, and you know it works for it works for some people and. You know, there are a couple of songs in here that, you know, uh, in the album that work. Um, uh, the the Texas one that was a single, that I really enjoyed that. And there's a, yeah, there's a couple of ones on here. But, um, yeah, just overall, it was just really up and down for me. I was just like, oh, this is good. Oh, this, oh, oh, this is bad. Oh, mm. that, that's okay. Oh, that's, that's trash. But, yeah, that was, um, that was a bit of a... Um, Never hit and miss one for me. Uh, Lyric Jones, Gas Money, uh, spelt with a uh, spelt with a dollar sign for the S. Uh, very enjoyable project. Uh, basically, just a half an hour of a woman just uh, trying to be an adult, and uh, I kind of feel that. I kind of feel that. Just trying to get the money, trying to get that gas money, and I, I really, I really relate to that. I don't drive, but uh, I, I relate to the getting money part and just actually trying to live. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's a n- nice, uh, nice. Female, nice female artist okay. uh, for Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree to hit up. Yeah, uh, so if you want, Dupree. if you want a list, I got you. I got you for that, Jermaine. It's all good. Um, and also another one, uh, and also foreign-ish uh, uh, pick. Uh, South Africa's Yugen Blackrock. Y U G E N B L A K R O K. Um, Anima Mysterium. Very Afrofuturism kind of thing, you know. Uh, obviously, Janelle Monet and people like and uh, Sarok uh, go for that kind of vibe. If you're f- thinking of uh, examples, uh, and it's just very, it's it's got very dark, it's got very dark production behind it, and her voice goes so well with it. It's just, it's just a really, it's just a really atmospheric album to listen to. Really atmospheric. It's like a, it's like a film. Uh, but uh, from a from a soundscaping standpoint, so yeah, that was nice. that was a, that was a very enjoyable album. I'm gonna listen to that again later in the year, just to because it's it's a top contender, it's a contender. It's on it's on the short list for sure. Because uh, I just she she's a great rapper as well, 
Um, it's like fully, it's like fully hip hop. There's a lot of hip hop samples there as well, so the inspiration's there. You can see the inspirations, but um, yeah. yeah, just on its own as a soundscape is just very, very moody, but not like Travis Scott in a way. It's very like a, it's it's, it's much like a, it's like a David Fincher film. It's just this very, it's moody, but it's also methodical at the same time. It's very interesting, very interesting. Listen, um, and obviously listen to the Beyonce Lion King, mm, The Gift. Thoughts? Listen to that while walking the dog. Well. Half of the world called dog, um, and I don't really know. I don't really know what. Uh, I don't really know if I what my opinion, what my thoughts were going going into it. I didn't really have a expectation, but for so, but for some reason, I guess subconsciously I did, and I guess I thought that it wouldn't go as well as it did. But it really went well for me. Yeah. It really hit for me, it's honestly. Like the whole the whole vibe of it is very you know very afro afrocentric it's uh there's a lot of nigerian artists on here there's a couple yeah, of Ghanaian ones there's a couple that. south african ones so you know it, it picks in it picks from a lot of uh, parts of africa got it's got the african artists there which i feel is very necessary um and yeah i really enjoyed the i enjoyed the whole album to be honest but there was one thing there was one thing that put me off the one thing that killed me and i know you know what i'm gonna say next jay-z had no right to be on this album zero zero right had there was no reason for him to be on this album i'm sorry there was no that 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 verse while it was good i just i just it was it was not there it shouldn't be there like i can't you can't be listening to an album right that's about africa and you know being joyous and there's like you know songs about brown skin girls and power and strength and then there's jay-z just talking i'm making ems I got two B's, Beyonce and billions. <laughs> your boy, I'm, I'm not here for that. Like that's this is this is not the time for this is not the time for Jay Zisms. <laughs> did you <Okay>. like that? <laughs> I, I did. I love <laughs> the I love the it's your boy impression yeah, because that's like so old school Hove. That's like that's like two thousands Hove. That's like when they got together. Man, that's yeah, nice. Well done. I know, I know. <laughs> it's very dated. It's very dated. I need to up my Jay Z impression oh, to modernize. Yes, I just uh, uh, it was it was not it was not. While I enjoy the while I enjoy the verse itself for the actual album enjoyability of it, I was just like this sticks out like a sore thumb. It's it's, the, it's literally he didn't even change in any way. Like at least Kendrick switched up a little bit. At least oh, Charles Gambino gosh. switched up Kendrick. a little bit. Jay Z just oh. literally just came Jay Z. It's like he recorded the verse and he didn't know what the beat what the beat was for. He was what it was for. It was just like right, just record this, okay, and then just slap it on that. I was just like, Ugh, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. But anyway, uh, other yeah. than the one album we're going to talk about later, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much been me. Yeah, what have you been well, to? Win- Winnie and I were listening to that album, the Beyonce album as well, and. Like we listened to it, and then Kendrick came on, and and we were sitting there, and Kendrick's voice is, voice is kind of like, you know, he's very uh, versatile artist. And we're like, is that Kendrick? I'm like, yeah, that's Kendrick. And I just said, like, mm. Beyonce and Kendrick would have such a better album than Beyonce and Jay Z. Like, everything is love. Facts. I know a lot of people Facts. talk about exactly it. I, I know, I know a lot of people talk about everything is love, and like, oh, it's a great album. Like, maybe I'm not in the right place for that album to resonate with me emotionally maturity wise i'm not sure but jay-z you're right he's he I, I think his verse was good if you put it on a rap album but it just didn't make sense there and 
Exactly. I, I was just like, gosh, exactly. imagine a, a, a Beyonce and Kendrick album. Holy crap. But I agree with you, that album, uh, The right. Lion King, The Gift was just... You know, I actually saw The Lion King yesterday and... Um, yeah, the the out we listened mm. to the album on the drive home, and man, that's a we listened to it twice this weekend through all the way through, and it was great. Like it's a great album, it's a great Beyonce album. She's got so much rhythm. She's just like everything's a bop on there. Like you know, oh man, I I just really enjoyed it. Um, I also listened to Max O'Cream's album. Um, what is? Do you know the name of that? Hang on, I've got it here. Brandon Banks, Brandon Banks. Now, when I first listened to this album, it didn't really hit for me. I felt like Max O'Cream's hooks and bridges and refrains and everything were incredible. I think he uh, is an incredibly diverse artist and has a great cadence. But I was like, I'm not the 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 bars aren't really hitting me. And then I went through the album and analyzed it for a tweet. And I was like, whoa, okay, now I'm getting it. And I was like, this is a great freaking album. Like the storytelling is vivid and emotional. And I actually told the the guys in the Central Source Slack, I'm like, I've been coming in with some terrible takes lately. And I said, I don't like this Maxo Cream album. <laughs> and they slammed me because last week I said I didn't like the Freddie Gibbs album. And I also said that I liked the Iggy Azalea album. So I was just getting dragged <laughs> All across the world by sorry. Guys pause, in pause, Slack. pause, 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 pause. Did, did you just say you liked the Iggy Azalea album? We'll get there. We'll get there. Let me just finish on Maxo Cream, and then we'll talk about the. This is just the, this is just a little snapshot of my oh Slack my conversation with Central Source. But but my oh point my was like I didn't feel like he was dragging me into the emotion of what he was saying. But when I went through the lyrics. And then went back and listened. I was like, okay, now I get it. This is a great album. This is really, really heartfelt. Um, so yeah, I would, I would recommend everyone check that album out. You know, it lives up to the hype. The Iggy Azalea album. Now, it's called In My Defense. And in my defense, I am Australian. Okay? And Iggy is Australian. So you know what? Because albums come out here at two... Albums drop at midnight, right? So at 2 p.m. in Australia, the albums are out. Lost Tapes 2 was out. Beyonce's album was out. Max O'Cream's album was out. What do you think the first album I went to was? It was Iggy's. Now... Please. Oh, for fuck's sake. So these... Wait, I, I, wanted to, um, I wanted to read out the conversation I had with Winnie about uh, the Iggy thing, but I haven't got it up. I, I, I blanked on it. I should have got it up. But when I was listening to it, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I was like, um, so this is a, a live tweet of me with the Iggy album. This new Iggy is straight fire. God fucking damn. Don't get your ass dragged like RuPaul. Ah, ah, Iggy. I said, I have synesthesia because I'm hearing just the giant flame emoji while she raps. Homita might be song of the decade. You better ask your GPS. I ain't one to address. I just kept going on like this. So Winnie replies, You moved from Tiger to Old Town Road to Iggy. When I met you, I thought you were deeper than this. Sad face. And I was like, oh, man. (laughs) She actually listened to it after I told her. And she just like, Ben, I trusted you. What the frick is wrong with you? So, look, the... The, this is the Iggy album is basically the Tiger album, but 
a woman does it. Like, it's just, you know, I don't know what else to say about it. The beats are okay. There's some punchlines in there. It's not as bad as people are going to say, but I had to I had to ride for Iggy. I mean, she's Australian, so I had to ride for my crew, and um, I got through it. I got through it. Let's just leave it at that. I severely and profusely apologise for everyone listening. I'm so sorry that I we had to go through again. that last past two and a half minutes. Um, I mean, I, I think I think we, I think uh, Homegirl Winnie said it as, as uh, encapsulated all of us right there. So, <laughs> okay, let's, let's let's take a breath, ladies and gentlemen, Oof. and let's get past that uh, uh, dark moment in DITD history. <laughs> And let's move forward. Okay. Um, what what are we talking about this week? We're talking about <laughs> Nas. <laughs> oh yes, Nas. That's it. That's it. Um, yes, Nas. So, okay. So this is going to be a retrospective on Nas, and we're going to because I've been I've been wanted to I've had like a lot of basic thoughts about Nas in the past few years where uh, I remember I remember when I initially started getting into hip-hop and he was obviously one of the first artists I listened to because duh and you know I listened to Ilmatic obviously because that's you know it's like if you're gonna listen to hip-hop it's probably like the first album you should listen mm. to like objectively um and I'll also listen to Life is Good and this was about five years ago, six years ago, so, you know, so it's been a while, but, um, you know, I've had him in my top five for a good while, and then I started obviously exploring more, started getting into more artists that, you know, that might not be known as as much as Nas, and, uh, and he's now out of my top five, he's been out of my top five for a good, for a good three years now, so, you know, once I got to university, it just plummeted for me in terms of how I felt about Nas from a object from a subjective point of view, but while I say that, I do still believe that Nas is, you know, from a lyricism standpoint, objectively top five, you know, and I think there's a lot of overhating going on, and you know, I may you guys may be listening now, and then you know, obviously you listen to the uh, Wyoming sessions episode, and you guys know that I wasn't a fan of the 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 EP that shall not be named but but regardless of what I said about that I still find Nas as a legend so you know just to just to bring the context forward on that front uh but yeah this is going to be a retrospective on Nas and his not entire career we're not obviously we can't obviously uh encapsulate everything in in an hour or so so you know we're gonna you know take a whistle stop tour throughout throughout some of it and skip some others uh but yeah uh it's going to be a little little it's going to be all nas episodes uh, and obviously in celebration of uh the lost tapes too which uh we both listened mm. to this past weekend mm. and uh i guess we should start with thoughts on on, on that and uh and uh, go from there yeah i guess like i'll talk about my relationship with nas because it's it's a little bit tortured, you know. Yeah. I was, you know, I'm an unabashed. <laughs> okay. I'm an unabashed Jay Z fanatic. So Jay Z oh, got shit. me. Sorry, one, 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 one second. Say, one second, yeah, one yeah. second. I forgot to, I forgot to offer you the. Challenge. Oh, the challenge. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me. So yes. So the challenge before before we begin, and you've already failed, but because yeah, I told you, okay, I'll let you off. I don't want no, you I to mention Jay Z for the rest oh, of the episode. Fuck, <laughs> That's a challenge for you. 
I wrote, you know what the very first thing I wrote was? Jay-Z versus Nas. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking right. knew it. I knew no, you'd no, do no. that. I, I, knew I can do honestly that. do that. If, if you'd like that, like I was definitely going to keep it to a very minimum, I, but I can definitely do that. I mean, let's see it. Let's, let's see what we right. got. Okay. So, so, I came to Nas late for undisclosed reasons. Um... <laughs> I was I was not a Nas I wouldn't say I was a Nas hater but I was a Nas avoider let's put it that way obviously I listen to Illmatic everyone listens to Illmatic it's it's a yeah. stone cold classic like it is just yeah. incredible uh, so I started listening yeah. to Nas around like really diving into Nas around 2010 and then I just went I I started at Stillmatic well I I always liked Stillmatic I mean I think that's very close to a classic but then I went forward from Stillmatic and went to Streets Disciple and, and everything like that. And Nas dropped out of my top five. You know, I, I was always like, oh, yeah, Nas is a typical top five. Like everyone has Park, Biggie, Nas, Jay-Z, Eminem. Mm. I'm like, mm. I got really against the whole generic top five thing. But as I delved deeper into his lyrics and listened to him more, he brought himself back into my top five conversation. And... I think we're going to come at it from different angles here because the more I listen to Nas, the more I love him so much. And Lost Tapes too, like, you know, Nas here was not that great. You know, we, we spoke about it on Wyoming. I'll speak on Lost Tapes too because I think the first half was incredible, but I think the problem that Nas has, has run into throughout his career is he focuses very heavily on the same kind of subject matter all the time. And when he's talking about social and political things or his storytelling, he's incredible. He's very intricate. Uh, his lyrics are very eloquent. The way he speaks, his, his unique word percentages are huge, which means he has a really high vocabulary. And he just paints very vivid pictures. But he falls back into this trap of talking about you know, living in the hood, but not in a socially conscious way. It's in a violent way, or he just stunts, you know, talks about how much money he has and how many women he's been with. And that was my problem with the Lost Tapes too. Um, I just kind of thought it was great, and I thought it was definitely an improvement on Nazir. But again, I just felt like he just fell way back into the trap he's been falling into his whole career of relying heavily on subject matter that I don't... I think he's explored so much now that it's almost becoming a little bit redundant. How did you feel about Lost Tapes 2? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was, a, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was a good, nice collection of collection of songs. Um, I think it's quite... I've always find this kind of uh, stuff fun to listen to simply because, obviously, uh, it's tracks from, you know, from... from little parts of his career so it's not all in one one place so uh, it's kind of fun trying to guess uh oh, oh this song's from uh, the still mag days or or this one's from the life is good days and yeah uh, i can do that for some but not but not all but I've, i kind of find that stuff quite uh, i find that stuff uh, very enjoyable um but yeah the the lost tapes too you know it was um it was solid. It was solid. Um, anything's better than the 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 project that will not be named. So you know, it's, uh, anything's a, in the in the total narcissography. Like you know, uh, it's 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 a mid tier. It's a mid tier. It's, it's cool. It's, it's good. I enjoyed it. I'll happily listen to it again if it ever pops up. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of 
I'm kind of uh, warm on it, I guess. Not uh, not not hot, not cold, but you know, I'm pretty warm on it. It's good. My question it. would be: Is solid enough for Nas at this point? Because I felt Life Is Good was solid <clears> as well. <throat> but if we're yes. putting Nas in our top five, or he's in a top five conversation, or, or whatever, and he's been in the game now for 25 years, is I know that uh, Lost Tapes 2 has been recorded over the past probably 10 years, you know, but but still, at that point, I would be expecting... And, and we see this problem with Eminem as well. Like, Eminem has somehow regressed horribly. I don't know how that happened. I think that's an anomaly that we don't need to really <laughs> apply to all of hip-hop. Uh-huh. But I feel like Nas should be delivering really incredible projects at this point that we don't say are solid. He should have a formula down or there should be like, I don't know, I, I just, is solid enough for Nas now? I get, I, get, I mean, I'm very, a low, I, I have a very low bar when it comes to this where, you know, it's where, where when I see rappers that have a 20 plus year career, I think of it as... If they keep if they keep giving me solid work, then you know I I think for Nas and for a lot of Ice in his era, their 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 legacy is solidified. You know I'm not looking I'm I'm not really looking for them to deliver their greatest work yet. If they do, then I mean yeah I mean that's icing on top of the cake. But for this at this point, my mindset towards people like Nas is that I just want them to I just want artists like him to keep to keep doing his thing and to stay true to whatever he feels is whatever he feels is true to himself. Um I don't really seek like for oh this this has to be uh, this has to be you know top 5 this has to be a top 10 contender for the album of the year, you know what I mean? This this has to be Grammy nominated, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't really look for that. Uh so when it comes to someone like uh, Nas, uh, but uh, I guess I guess it's there's also obviously the point that you know you have to have this high the you know for for someone like Nas to have such a high bar which a lot of people do and a lot of people get disappointed by I'm just at this point well like I said I just I'm just at this point where I don't really I'm fine with solid I guess putting uh, answering answering your uh, question put simply um there was another thing I was going to say, but I'll, I'll just leave it. Uh, yeah, the staying true to himself is something that I... Oh, yeah, I got my point. I remember. Oh, no, go, go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. So I think it's just because in these past few years since Life is Good, I don't really feel like he's had anything to, I mean, talk about, so to speak, mm. you know? Obviously, he's a very... Obviously, he's one of those artists that rely heavily on his experiences and what he sees you know he's very he's very visual like that where he has to he has to live life and then put it on the page so i mean i don't really after after Kalise, no i don't really there's not really been much for nas to experience other than you know be nas and uh, you know and, and get the, and drink hennessy and smoke cigars and be not and be esco you know what i mean and just uh do shows so I don't. I he's just one of those people where like you know you have to live life, and I don't really. F- and obviously he's had a hell of a life before uh, before 
his career and stuff like that. So obviously that's why mm. Mike was so good because he had 18 years of yeah. Queensbridge living to put it all on a page. And that's why Mac's so great. That's part of why Mac's so great. Um, so and that could be the reason why some of his projects have lacked, some of his projects have flourished. So, you know, that's kind of where I equate it to. Um, the more experience he has in life and, you know, and not struggles, but, you know, um, trials, I guess, the better his music will be. And, you know, he's living comfortable, which I'm fine with. I'm, you know, it's cool that he's comfortable. I'm happy for him. But obviously, in my mind, I think that lets uh, his art down. So... Well, a lot of his music is narrative based. You know, exactly. Lost Tapes Two was twenty six point one percent. Lost Tapes One was twenty nine percent. Illmatic was thirty four point four percent. This is why I always place him alongside Tupac, uh, because I really feel like exactly what you're saying. Nas paints a very vivid picture of what he's been through and what he's going through, and. The thing I really like about Nas, and, and this is why I honestly think that he's always stayed true to himself and just made the music that he wants to make. Now, we can talk about Nostradamus. We can talk about when he's tried to go for commercial or pop or whatever. But even when he's done those things, like Summer on Smash, for example, off Life is Good, everyone just slammed that song. Ooh, but I didn't like it. I thought, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was <sighs> a banger. But I went through the lyrics. I went through the lyrics. It's not even. It's not a, a huge detour from Nas's previous topics. Like it's. It's not. It's not mm. a. It's not a. It's not a completely out of pocket thing. And we'll talk mm. about beat selection and things like that a little bit later. But um, I guess why I'm saying this is, I think that you're 100% right. You know, Nas talks about what's going on around him and he does it very, very well and he does it better than a lot of other rappers and people. You know, a lot of, like, this unique word percentage thing, let me get these stats up because this is kind of crazy. If you think about, like, if we say that Nas hasn't really had a lot to talk about since, you know, since Illmatic or whatever, Mm. if he is, these, these... I mean, he has. What I'm saying is, like, if he if he hasn't had a huge amount of crazy life experiences like other artists, I don't know personally. I have no idea what what Nas's life is like. I'm just going off his lyrics. Yes, yeah, but if, if if he's going to talk about the similar topics throughout his whole career, he's doing it in different ways on every project. Like his unique word percentage on Illmatic's 39. percent It was written 37.8. Uh, I am 32, Nostradamus 31, Stillmatic 35, Streets Disciple, which was a double disc, which is going to push that unique word percentage, should push it into the 20s, it's 31.5, but then it gets crazy, Hip Hop is Dead 39.5, Untitled 40.9, Life is Good 33.5, Nazi 49, now... What that says to me is, and I use uh, unique word percentage all the time on... Um, on hip hop numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, Lost Tapes Two was thirty nine point four percent. It just means that he's not rapping about the same thing all the time in the same way. He's he's switching it up. He's got a huge vocabulary, and it's a huge part of lyricism. So, I think that the way Nas paints pictures and tells stories, it's almost like reading fiction a lot of the time. Mm. Non fiction, I guess, non fiction, mm. because it's you know these are things he's lived through. So it's it's like sitting down with a, a good book, and and that's what I really like about hip hop, and 
I was trying to think like why I really missed that third verse because we did our pilot episode on the death of the third verse and we'll get back to it at some point when I'm when I'm got the stats ready. But I tweeted mm. about it again the other day, and I was like, I was like, why does the third verse matter to me? And then I listened to Lost Tapes when I was coming home on the train the other day, and I got on a slow train. It was a forty-five minute trip home. It was really annoying, <laughs> but the trip flew by. Because I was listening to Nas, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, oh man, I'm I'm dragged into whatever you're talking about, whether it's the lyricism, whether it's the wordplay, whether it's the story you're telling, and that's what I really miss a lot of the time in modern hip hop is that, you know, you can sit down and be fully engaged by a project. Mm-hmm. And when I listened, when I went back and listened to Untitled last night, uh, I couldn't I couldn't work. I was trying to work. I couldn't work because it was too. I was like getting dragged into it. Like normally, I put music on at the side and then work over here. But I was getting pulled into the the like the songs all the time. Like, whoa, what's Nas talking about here? Like, and that's what I think Nas's greatest quality is. Is I, I put him alongside Park in that sense where he can really drag you into the emotion of a story and just paint such a vivid picture. Okay, well that's the show. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I, that, was, that was very, that was very uh, definitive. Okay, um, okay. So do me, do me a quick favor, right? So uh, try and visualize a pyramid, okay, right quick. And okay. on the top, you've got a god tier, which is obviously your Mac, right? And they're split up into uh, A tier, B tier, C tier, and then and uh, trash, I guess, right? Give me the album, give me the Nas albums that you've listened to, and put them in them tiers for me. Okay, let me just bring... Okay, here we go. So we've got God tier, right? So I'm only putting Illmatic in that. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to say anything else is in that. In the second tier, I'm putting Stillmatic, Mm. Untitled. Mm. Untitled, I know that's going to be interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. mm, mm, Yeah, probably those two. With, okay. if this is a Nas, is this a Nas pyramid or is this a hip hop pyramid? Just Nas, just Nas, just Nas. Just okay, okay. That you've listened to. Okay, all right. So we've got Stillmatic and Untitled in that second tier. In yep. the third tier, I'm gonna pretty much put everything except Nazi. So I'm gonna put. I I don't care what anyone says about Nasradamus. I'm putting it up there. I think it's a decent album. Godson, mm. Streets Disciple is really close to hopping mm. into that second tier. I love that album. Um, hip hop is dead. Great album. Life is good is a really good album. So I got that in the third tier and Lost Tapes 2, Lost Tapes 1, I'll put in that as well. And then the the, the last tier, I got Nazir, and I don't even really know why I'm putting it in there except that I just didn't like it at all. <laughs> okay, so I find this I find this extremely interesting. I, fi- I, I find like Nas is one of those artists where it's really easy to have a completely different list to uh, to the person next to you. Uh, it's not. I don't think his projects are that clear cut in terms of if people like him or not. It's very. Mm. It's always fifty fifty sixty forty sometimes uh, for for most of the projects. So, for me, it's obviously Ilmag first. You know, God tier. That's the only one. That's it on its own. Uh, just below that. See, this is this is it. Read it. So okay, it was written. I'm putting that there. I'm throwing uh, Godson in there. And I'm also putting distant relatives in there. Okay, so uh, yes. th- those are the three. Yeah. Those those are the three I put under those. And uh, yeah, so that that's where that's I find all three of those extremely 
just quality projects that I'll happily listen to again at all times, right? Uh, I haven't, I'll just say I haven't listened to Streets Disciple fully, simply because it's an hour it's and long. fucking 30 minutes. It's I do like time for that. That's as long as a film. Allow yourself. I've actually, li- I've listened to pretty much his whole discography this past weekend, so get off my dick. Um, <laughs> so, for the, so just under that, uh, so third tier, and then there's obviously fourth tier, which is trash. Um, I agree with you. Nost- Nostradamus is not that bad, not nah. that bad. It's it's not as bad That's as people right. think it is. Like I, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Okay, it's not trash. So I'm gonna put that there as well. Uh, I'm gonna put Lost Tapes in there. Uh, I'm gonna throw Life Is Good in there as well. Uh, I am God. I don't, so okay, let me just get to the bottom ones, which I don't, which I'm not a fan of. And Nazia's trash, just in the bin, not even worth being on the tier list. It's in the bin, okay. Um, and then the rest of them, I'll, I'll throw lost tapes in. I'll throw lost tapes in the third tier as well. Uh, and also, and yeah, so the bottom ones for me and are still make. I I don't like still make as much whoa, as. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, oh, shit. yeah. Hang on a sec, man. What? Oh Jesus! What? Just, what? just pause for a second. What? Stigmatic? Yeah. What? Mate, it's got I, honestly, one mic. Right? It's got rule. It's got like. Oh my gosh! It's got oh, good shit. songs on there, okay? But I feel like people hype it up simply because it one is good. On there. And yeah, yeah, okay, okay, bruv. All right, chill. All right, all right, right. I just took that real personal, emotional reaction. Haven't even gotten to. Haven't even gotten to untitled yet. Um, Far. Oh shit. So yeah, I get. I while I while while I can listen to Still Make, the others just are are far superior in my mind. Uh, I don't find it unlistenable. I just don't find it as listenable as the others. I just I can't really put my finger on it. Maybe it's from a production standpoint. I'm not really a fan of the production on that album. Um, and this is a thing with Nas as well, because obviously because he's known as the lyricist, you know, and just that. Uh, if if uh, I'm obviously going on the fact of like a whole listen and just uh, and obviously not, I'm not really getting too technical here. Just a just a just an aside. If we're talking about lyrics, then obviously the whole list might change uh, and chop and change. If we're strictly going with that, but I'm just going for overall, just how I felt about the album when listen when I listened to it. So yeah, Still Mac didn't didn't vibe with me. It just didn't okay. vibe with me. I don't know why. It just didn't vibe with me. And then I listened okay. to Godson, and I was like, why are people not giving Godson the the credit it deserves? I feel like Godson is really album. up there in my my mind. Um, okay, let's let me just get to Untitled, and because you said you hit me up, uh, I think last night, going, uh, "This Untitled was good. I really enjoy yeah. this. Every time I listen, to, every time I listen to Nas, it gets better and better." And I'm like, "Hold your horses, <laughs> not, <laughs> Untitled's not that good." Um, I think so. Funny. So I did I did a little bit of research on it, on just like the background of, of Untitled, and I learned that um, before Untitled dropped, he did a mixtape with DJ Green Lantern. Which is basic, which was basically untitled. Uh, it had like a couple of songs. There, there was, there's a couple of uh, there's overlap. There's a few untitled songs on the mixtape, and there's a, a few mixtape songs on the untitled, right? And I was looking at a couple of reviews, and and there was a there was one I think it was on Pitchfork, and it was like, uh, and they were talking about the t- the mixtape and how it kind of. Was the with the 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 untitled that what it should what it should have been, and then mm. I was like, 
damn, I really want to listen to this mixtape now because I I feel the exact same with un- with Untitled. I was just very underwhelmed by it. I feel like he got caught up in the two thousand in the late two thousand sound. You know, what I mean, there's there's like Chris Brown on here. Uh, there's a couple of tracks on here that seem that sound really 2000 and uh, what years? Really 2008, 2007, and it really put me off. Um, you know, there's stuff like Queens getting the money, you can't stop us now. Stein off the, uh, Stein it off, and then came like Hero with Kerry Hilson. I was just like, ah, what is this? What what is this? And then you know, and then came like Fried Chicken and Project Roach. And then uh, it it just got poppy in places, and it really the whole the whole vibe just really put me off for something called Untitled, and for such um, and for an album cover that's so you know that singes into people's mind. You see that dude, you see Nas's back, and it has Nas in whips, <laughs> in whip uh, whip scars. Like that's fucking that's that's heavy. <laughs> that's a heavy imagery right there. So you're looking at that, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be clean. This is gonna be amazing. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, it's it's it, maybe lyrically, maybe statistically, some point. But I'm just listening. To it, I'm like, this is very poppy for what it should be, and you know, that's that's kind of how I feel about most of them. Um, I won't get into the rest. Uh, the, the rest I like just because you know, distant relatives. Damien Marley's just an absolute beast. He actually waxes Nas on a couple of tracks, which makes me think mm. we should put we should really put Damien Marley in like like the MC conversation because like. I've listened to some of his albums and he drops bars. Just saying, um, okay. but yeah, um, that's pretty. That's pretty much where I'm where I'm at with uh, his whole discography. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very different to a lot of people. Clearly, uh, from from Ben's fucking getting his knickers in a twist about still mad. It was it was an emotional outburst. <laughs> Take a drink. I was. You know? I was. <laughs> I was just like in uproar. I, I I didn't even I blacked out. I didn't even know it was happening. And then thirty <laughs> seconds later, I'm like, whoa! I just interrupted the entire podcast. <laughs> it was a it was a primal urge to do that. <laughs> um, Triggered. You know. You know. You know the. Because I, I thought heaps about Nas's discography and him as a rapper, and just as you said, like albums as full listening experiences. Now, when we when mm-hmm. we were first. Because everyone, I think everyone's entry point into Nas or most people's entry point is going to be Illmatic. Now that yeah. is a perfectly self-contained project. It is the the transitions are incredible. The beats are incredible. Yeah. Everything is just it's like it's a perfect package. And I don't and I think his next two albums were similar but not as perfect. And then Nas went into this weird realm where I don't think he's made a cohesive listen. For the rest of his career, I just don't think you sit down, and I'm gonna. Well, I'm in. I'm in like a, a an Astro World kind of, and I, I'm not comparing the two as rappers. Yeah, like at a all. like comparing, a world build. Yeah, yeah. I'm comparing like a feel, you know, like a mm. like a Get Rich or Die Trying, you know, or or yeah. even the Massacre or okay. um, Nellyville or okay. you know, there's mm-hmm. there's so many albums we can name like that mm-hmm. where. I thought Life is Good was going to be that, but there's just a couple of songs that just always break you out, like yeah. like Summer on Smash. You know, look, I'm not... I like the song, but come on, man. You're placing it there in the middle? Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? Yeah. You know, it's just dragging you out. And Untitled was similar to me, where I really think Nas thrives over these sparse, quiet, odd beats with, like, maybe guitars or maybe jazz, like... 
when he's given a lot of space to roam, he mm. just goes crazy. And even the, just the simple act of listening to him, like we talked about ASMR just before we even came on air. And um, look, I'm not saying that Nas's voice is ASMR, but it's like just listening to this guy's voice rapping is just nice. And when mm-hmm. the beat gets in the way, and now I'm going to get into this because I want to talk about this. And it's a, a criticism that is thrown at Nas constantly, yes. that he can't pick beats. Now, I think you and I can maybe come from come to different conclusions here because I personally think the reason why Nas's career and the reason why he isn't put on the same pedestal as other rappers or given the same... Why there's still a debate about him being in the top did five. Did you see what he did there, guys? <laughs> While he's still in the debate, why, why, why he's not just in the objective top five, why people still debate his discography is because of the beats. Yeah. And I think because of the place, their placements on the album. Now, I think a lot of this has to do with the executive producers. Now, I'm not going to light them up. I'm not going to say that it's their fault entirely. But I went through every executive producer on every Nas album. And the only two albums that he is not listed as the executive producer is the two albums that most people consider his classics, Stillmatic and Illmatic. Now, Stillmatic, I don't understand this one too well because his daughter is listed as the executive producer and I think she was seven when the album came out. Yeah, I I I hate when people do that. I'm assuming that Nas did it. Well, it's, you know, it's money wise. It's money. So if he dies, then it's she's money. gonna get you know the you know, D- slice yeah. of the pie. D- DJ Khaled did it with with his son as well. Yeah, I, that's, I that's for that's... flex. I don't think he did that for wealth reasons. I think he did it to flex. But yeah, that's just okay, me. Flex. Carry on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's just yeah. Um, so I don't know if Nas uh, EP Stillmatic. He might have, but. I'm th- I'm honestly thinking because if as you said earlier, like or I think maybe it was off air, just the production list that he has and the the producers that he has access yep. to, they've always been fire. I mm-hmm. mean, Trackmasters was producing a lot of his stuff. You know, I went through his producer list and like is like just Blaze. Is everyone is on yep. there, man? And, yep. and Nas is such a legend that he yep. can get anyone on a track. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not feeling that cohesiveness and whilst maybe it's maybe it's a a quirk of Nas maybe it's something he plays on I'm not sure I don't know of his motivations but whenever I listen to his albums the reason why they engage me a lot when I'm I I usually I've bought most of them on CD and just put them on in the car while I'm going on long drives or put them on as background music just because there's always something different like no two songs are going to seem to blend into each other which is it's it makes it hard sometimes and I think it makes it why people are like People struggle with that, I think. And I think that's why maybe Nas is not in that objective top five all the time, whereas, mm. you know, a few others are. And I, I just, maybe that's the reason why. What, what do you think about that? I think this production thing, opinion, that people have just a um, two-step flow to themselves, you know, just they just saw someone say a, say about yeah. Nas and they were just like, okay, Nas trash for beats, he can't pick beats. <laughs> I, I think this is totally overblown. Uh, so I listen. So over the weekend, I'll just say what I listen to, because um, just to just for context, I guess. So I listen to Still Mac, Lost Tapes, Godson, uh, Untitled, and Life Is Good, and also Lost Tapes too, right? 
So mm-hmm. I listened to those, and I've listened to the uh, majority of the others uh, just for just by memory. Um, and I can't really, I, I don't, I don't really understand. I get why people talk about it from a sense of cohesiveness, where, like we've already said for se- several times, there are songs in some albums where it's just where it just like goes, wait, what? Why have you taken this left turn all of a sudden? It, it doesn't. It doesn't mm. feel right. It, it just takes you completely out of the vibe, uh, which is my problem with a couple of albums. But to say that he, to say that that's like the biggest detriment to him, is extremely overblown. It's not the. It doesn't kill the albums. It doesn't make them great, like they should be, but it doesn't kill them for me. I can get there. There, there's always, always, there's always one or two songs, right? But even in that, does that really kill you guys from listening to the whole project and saying this project's good? So, life is good. For example, okay, I listened to that again, and it's been a couple of years since I have. And uh, I don't know. Shout out to the guy who you mentioned that I agree with saying it's a classic. I, I won't, I, I won't say it's a. I won't say it's an objective classic, but I'll say it's a seminal listen if you want to listen to Nas, okay? So if you want to listen to Nas, like, the the balanced diet that you have to listen to is, like, Ilmaic, It Was Written, Stillmac, I guess, I Say God's Son, and Life Is Good. If you listen to those, you, you've listened to Nas, and uh, the rest is uh, icing if you want to get more into it. The reason why Life Is Good and why I enjoy it is coming uh, and also coming back to the experiences uh, point that I made. He obviously had Khalees and that had its own thing. Won't get into that. And he obviously made the album off the back of that and off on other things as well. Obviously, like uh, you know, doors about his daughter and stuff like that, and family and the Dom, which is an absolute boss track, boss flex track. Um, th- that's good in itself, and I enjoy the album for that. Obviously, there are a couple of songs on there that I don't enjoy. But it doesn't kill me off. It doesn't kill me off. It really doesn't kill me off. Every artist, okay, every artist doesn't. Okay, well, let me say this: not every artist has a completely, uh, ha- always has an album that is just clean from start to finish. It's rare. It's rare. That, it's rarer than we think. Mm. I think I genuinely think it's rarer than we think. When we listen to albums, sometimes there's always one that's worth a skip. There's there's, major, there's there's a lot of albums where there's worth a skip, and I think this is just a product uh, to to scope out a bit. I think this is a product of Nas just being hailed as the golden child, as the wonder kid, and it's, it's it obviously followed him ever since. And I think because of that, people had such a high bar for him, and then other competitors started beating him to the punch. And then people started hating on him for it, but he's he's doing his own thing, which I respect. And you know, I, I find it so funny just to get to a slightly another point off another tangent. Um, this is this is this should be an age, right? In the genius age, in the lyric reading age, where we should be we should be reading Nas like it's freaking textbooks. <laughs> like he, he he just if I read I guarantee you right if I read Nas's lyrics 
without listening to them, I'll be like, mate, this guy, this guy's like the greatest spoken word poet of all time. <laughs> if there's no, if there was no music to it, I'll be just reading his lyrics. And I'll be like, this is fucking amazing. But obviously, the music uh, sometimes can be the detriment. So, I just find this whole production thing is just a little bit overblown and a little bit too memed to the point where people think it's gospel. And I don't think the people that think it's gospel, especially for people around my age and younger, I believe they haven't listened to more than three Nas projects. I'm just going to take a stab and say that people that that around my age and think that Nas uh, and has the opinion and agree with the opinion that he, you know, picks shit beats or whatever it is. I guarantee they haven't listened to as much Nas as you as you'd think to have that opinion, uh, as is. To, to warrant that opinion, I guess. Um, so yeah, point made. I don't. I just. Mm. I just think. It's, I just think it's a bit overblown to be completely honest. I understand, and I kind of agree to an extent. But let's be real. There are a lot of artists that have a lot of albums where there's always a couple of dud tracks. Okay, this nobody's perfect. I just want to speak briefly on that because if we are going to have Nas in this top five conversation now I agree with you a a solid artist doesn't need to have every single project without skips but we're putting Nas now in the top five we're talking about and I'm talking about artists here so I am going to mention Kanye we're talking about albums we're talking about like artists who are creating top five classic albums okay now we're looking at kanye we're looking at kendrick we're looking at biggie we're looking at park we're looking at even you know we're looking at drake even because he makes very cohesive albums i mean you can (laughs) well you know i mean i'm putting him in that category i guess uh you know just like get rich or die trying we're looking at these classic albums and i think i wonder what this this cutoff is for how many skips you can have on a truly great album, and I think it's probably three is the max. I would say oh, three me, is zero. the max. No, I'm I'm not saying a classic. I'm I'm thinking like a great album, like a really okay. not a yeah, one not, or two. not just a, not just a solid album, an album that just goes beyond solid. Okay. You know, and yeah, so I'm saying that I'm saying Drake's albums are probably solid. I wouldn't say they're great. So that that would preclude him from this um from this conversation but i think the i think unfortunately nas usually has three or more skips on an album and mm. i think a good executive i'm going to go back to the executive producer here i think a good executive producer understands that and sprinkles those skips throughout an album and will put them in different places sometimes i feel like nas is hitting me with like two or three in a row and i'm just like <laughs> oh man what like, but but the first half might be great, and then there might be three skips, and then the next will, the, or every song after that will be great. But because I've had those three skips, you know, humans are humans are dumb. We just are like, oh yeah, it's, it's not a very good album. Like, okay, it's got three skips. The thing about life is good as well was, I it's just some of the lyrics, man. I I really wanted Nas not to just fall back into some of these lyrics. I'm just gonna, I just because I. When you spoke about reading lyrics, I read lyrics now because of when I'm doing analysis, and I agree with you. You can tell the difference between a, an artist like Nas, who's a poet, like a genuine poet. Yep. This is art. His mm-hmm. his words are art, not the way he's saying them. You know, I would say that that's why I place Nas closer to Park than Biggie because I think 
Biggie was great on a track and he sounded incredible and his punchlines were great. Yeah. He had this great flow, whatever. But Puck, you read, mm. you read his yeah presence. You read Puck's lyrics, and you're like, wow, mm. this is re- this is I'm studying this. And mm. I, I think Kendrick is the same. Mm-hmm. I think Kendrick is a cut above those two actually, Nas and Tupac. Mm-hmm. And I think Nas is in this category. But whilst I'm reading the lyrics, I'm hitting lyrics like um, Brazilian women on zannies, they pulling off panties. I'm pushing forty, she only twenty one. I'm just like <laughs> every. On any day, getting throat in a tinted vehicle. Like, see what I rap about my riches and I'm ostentatious. Get out of gangster's business. Seems to me your thoughts are basic. I'm just kind of like, yo, yo, I live it and I speak it. My religion is reefer, big money, and the most uninhibited freak to sleep with. This is life is good. These lyrics are on life is good. And I'm just like... Why? Why did you have to put that in there? You, you know, there's a okay. couple like the the whole song "Stay" is yeah. incredible. There's no, there's nothing bad on that song. I'm not saying there's, I'm not saying these lyrics are bad. By the yeah, way, okay. you know, they're still quite interesting and and they're vivid. But, but, but why? Why did you put that on there? Like this album is meant to be a very mature, poetic yeah. album, and and you put that shit in there. Like, what are I, you doing, man? I think I think this is. I think this is Nas's problem that he's cursed with. Again, he's cursed with at the, at the start of his career. He was cursed with being the Wonder Kid, and then came the uh, Source Awards, and he got no he got no Source Awards for Mac, by the way. Like, and oh, yeah. it was actually no th- yeah, there was source. actually Benzino, in, man. yeah, exactly. So you know, um, I'm talking about the '95 Source Awards, by the way. Obviously, the 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 you know the come to death row one. Um, the the mm. gunshots in year one, um, mm. yeah he won he won nothing on that. I actually saw a uh, I read a I think it was a Questlove quote who was there and he was like Nas practically melted on the chair because he was so distraught over that uh, over that fact. I think at that point Nas was obviously the like I said the golden child and ex- and we expect that you know that amazing introspection for every track. And then when you hear something like what you what uh, the lyrics you were talking about, where it's just like, ugh, it, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You know, these aren't these aren't different from somebody somebody like Rick Ross, who's based his whole career oh, no. off that kind of of that on them kind of bars. You know, they're better than Rick Ross. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So when we're talking about that, he has Nas has such a high bar uh, from yeah, high su- has such um high expectations from us. You know, we expect him to be this, you know, super woke, like, you know, just like, like mega mind, like fat brain, like, oh, oh, damn, these lyrics have got to be fire constantly. You know, I've got to feel deep all the time. You know what I mean? I need these jewels, Mm. bro. I need these jewels, man. Nas, give me these jewels. Drop these jewels. And then he's talking about getting money, you know, doing the usual hip hop stuff. And it kind of, and and it disappoints us. Now, that's probably more on us to... I don't know, just give him, you know, let him be, you know, it's his, if, if he wants to talk about getting Dome at 40, then, I mean, corny, but do you, <laughs> weird flex, but okay, um, <laughs> if you want to do that, fine, but uh, I think it's just because we've seen, we, the, we've seen the best Nas, and we love mm. the best Nas, and we cherish the best Nas, and then when we get something like Project That Shall Not Be Named, when we get 
you know, these one or two tracks that are doo doo on a on a half decent album, we 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 put we give more weight on it than some than someone like a Rick Ross where. I, I I have not I haven't listened to one Rick Ross album and I I don't see myself doing it anytime soon. I saw I saw um hype for the Port of Miami two and I was like, great. What's he going to talk about? <laughs> Wingstop and money uh, and watches. Great. Cheers. That's great. Yeah. Maybacks. What? Whoa, so hey, new. Babe, so, that's a new such, topic. Such new material. Oh my god. I'm 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 blown away by this Rick Ross album. No, not gonna happen. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I've just turned this into a Rick Ross roast, but um here we are. Uh but yeah. I think the whole the whole thing and I can I can finish on this personally. Um when it comes to Nas, we obviously have such this high pedestal. Uh, when it comes to his lyrics and content as well, for some, for some, we actually look to some artists. For, if they're if they're good lyricists, we look for that good flow. We look for that good cadence. But for Nas, we also look for the good words and the shit that makes us think. And when we get something like a flex, uh, you know, some flex bars that are just a bit, eh, that that you know, they're kind of run of the mill. We chastise him for it and put a lot more weight on it compared to other artists where if they do it then oh that's just it's just them man it's their persona you know it's just them being being hip-hop stars you know what i mean glasses chained cars that's what it's what they do bro uh, it's just i think it's i think it's unfortunate i think he's i think nas is cursed by his gift in a way it's a gift and a curse for him so um i think that's just how i feel um about nas overall i think it's just um you know i hail him as you know one of the greatest poets of our time literally not even lying about that uh when i'm not even putting that word lightly when i say poet uh but yeah i I think it's just a matter of um people overblow the negatives i think just because it's nas and you know they just love to take the dude off the pedestal i guess Mm. I think just super briefly to some, I agree, you know, that was, that was a great sum up and just very briefly, and I want to reference the rap unicorn episode where we said Mm -hmm. you accept an artist for what they are. If you Mm -hmm. have to wait five years for a record from an artist, it's because that's the artist they are. And Mm -hmm. Nas paints pictures with no filter. Okay, the reason we love, I think the reason we love Nas is because he raps what he lives and yep. there's no filter to it. And that means yep. some garbage bars sometimes, to, uh, uh, subjectively garbage bars. You know, they those bars might connect with other people. Yeah. But we can't criticize Nas for just being himself. And I think we should be uplifting Nas for being himself. That's the thing that I've noticed going back over his discography for this this episode was... Nas just does Nas all the time. And yes, he tries to go pop sometimes. And no, it doesn't work all the time. But he's just having a go. Like, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel forced. I mean, me. how many artists and in the 2000s didn't try to go pop? Let's be real. 100%. And if they didn't try to go pop, do you think that they were, we're talking about them in, this, in this, this, this way now? Like in 2019 still? No, exactly. because they just didn't build that fan base going pop. Like, that's a whole other thing. But like... I don't think we can criticize Nas. I'm going to criticize him because it just drags me out of the experience. But at the same time, I have to accept, and I have to understand this, I have to accept that Nas is giving us himself with no filter. Yeah. And when 
it works for me, and this is just me personally, it's glorious and beautiful and brilliant and, and very instructive and I learn so much. But that means sometimes it's not going to work. And so I personally have to accept that, and, and I think a lot of people do too, is that you know if someone's giving you themselves with no filter, you are not that person. So you're not going to like everything that comes out of their mouth and everything yep. they say. Mm-hmm. So I think that... For me, that's that's the answer. Maybe I just need to be a little bit more cognizant of that. I think that's yeah, it's a good sum up. Well said. Salute to Nas. You're not in my Chat top Nas. five, but <laughs> I respect You're in you regardless. You know, I know you he's, he's top to fifteen. His... He's top fifteen for me. Yeah, he's I know top he, 15. he listens to this podcast. I'm sure. And <laughs> so I just want to say, Nas, you are in my top five. Um, so thank you for that, bro. If Nas listened to this on my days. <laughs> Shit. Oh, we get flamed. We get oh man, up. we wouldn't get flamed. I think we've, I think we've, you know, we've, it's, we've done balanced criticism here. You know, people so. like this, man. People, I, I, I messaged you before. I was like, someone DM me this morning a really sweet message. I won't blow them up because I haven't actually responded. I don't know if they want me to read it out on air, but it was an incredible message. So thank you so much for all the support. Like, this yeah, is, sure. I never really. You know, wow, people actually like this. Like, I'm really flattered by that. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, you just got to stop giving subjective numbers on your page. God. I know, man. <laughs> i got to stop being so biased. Stop being so biased. God. All right. On to a lighter note. <sighs> okay. Right. So, um, yesterday was, I don't know, I, th- I think it's Comic-Con or some shit going on. It's some comic convention going on in America. I forgot which it is. Don't get at me, nerds. Get leave me alone. Get off my dick. But I did see Marvel <laughs> is hyping up the Phase Four, showing off, mm. unveiling all the curtain on what's gonna go on for the next ten. Well, not ten years, five years or whatever. And boy, I've got just just two, just two. I want to I want to shout out. Right, yeah, two. I want to shout out. Right, shout out to my boy Mahershala Ali. He's gonna be the new Blade. You have no idea how fucking hype I am for this. Boy, Ben, I swear, man. Blade with Herschel are fucking leap. Jesus Christ, bro. I'm so fucking hyped for that, honestly. Like, they're finally apologizing for giving him an amazing character with Cottonmouth and Luke Cage and then killing him off halfway through, halfway through the uh, series. Spoiler alert, he dies halfway through season one. But yeah, this is a great makeup. Mahershali, perfect casted. I I don't I haven't read Blade the comics or anything. I just really enjoy the films and I believe they can they, they can be there's so much that can be done with Blade and I'm just so hyped for that. So cannot wait for that. And also shout out to Yona Paris, uh, amazing actress. Uh, I've known uh, well not known her. I've uh, followed her some of her acting career for since like uh, Dear White People in 2014. She's amazing in that. She's a great... Uh, I think she's Juilliard trained as well. So she's a legit actress. And she does amazing theatre work. And she's going to be in WandaVision. And that's going to be fire. <sighs> Boy. And Black Panther too. But that's obviously, you know... That's that's, ba- that's basic. That's basic stuff. So <laughs> you know I'm hyped. You know I I'm hyped. I... Uh, yeah, man. Phase 4 is going to be lit, boy. Phase 4 looking lit. I heard that 
Did they announce anything about Black Panther two in Phase Four? Because I heard that they did. Uh, yeah, I think it's confirmed. That, it's confirmed they're they're doing it. It's confirmed it's happening. They have, I don't think they gave a specific date, but they said it's going to happen. And also, you know, Captain Marvel and uh, I think Doctor Strange as well. So yeah, I think they announced they put in detail. They announced the new ones, like they have a few TV series coming coming through as well. Obviously for that okay. Disney streaming platform they're doing, um, and the and the new films. So I think. Uh, isn't uh, uh, is it Nicole Kid uh, not Nicole Kidman? Um, Natalie Portman gonna be the the new Thor in it. So yeah, um, they just they, they were they provided detail on the new stuff and the stuff that's already been sorted. Obviously, you know we know the Black Panther is coming. So they just said they just mentioned it okay. in passing. But yeah, man, Ooh, Blade boy, fucking Blade, yo. Yeah. You kind of speaking and you speaking in in a foreign tongue to me right now because I got no idea about any of this stuff. Bro, like, what's bro, Blade? All right, watch Blade. Uh, watch Blade. Wesley Snipes. It's gangster. There's one of the best one-liners in okay. film on that bullshit. Uh, but it's so clean. It's so, it's not clean. It's actually it's actually aged very terribly. But the concept itself is absolutely G. And I and I cannot wait for. I cannot wait for Marshall Ali. Oh my days. Ah oh, ah oh, ah. Oh. Are you happy now? A positive light note. <laughs> it was very positive. Super I'm positive. very proud I'm of you, guessed. man. Last week was last week. Last week you fucking just teed me up. <laughs> like, man, I I've been telling everyone about that. Like, I said, uh, I said just before we started because I brought it up again, and then we're trying to do our intro, and I'm just like, I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> And like, because I listen back to the podcast when I'm walking around in the city, just fucking laughing and people are looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, is he crazy? And I'm like, if I actually told them what I was laughing at, they would think I was even crazier because I'm listening to myself mm. and laughing with myself. Like, that's weird. Yeah, right. I was, I wonder about this with pod, because I listened to your podcast, uh, What's Good, yesterday. Um, and you shouted me out. I really appreciate that. Thank you. But I wonder if, like, if this is feeding into some form of latent narcissism within myself. I just don't know. I'm a little bit concerned about that. No, it's, it's just listening, listening to okay. what, listen what we do. I actually don't... Well, I don't listen to uh, our pods fully simply because A, I record them, and B, I edit them. So I listen to, I listen to yeah, them, like, you, two yeah. times anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I don't really need to, I, you know, I, I, I listen to it just for the, just for the play numbers, but, uh, you know, just got, just got to massage them numbers a little bit by one. Uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's cool that you, it's cool that you listen to them. Um, obviously you're not a part of what's good, but so I appreciate you listening to that regardless. And, you know, for those that haven't listened to what's good, uh, just a, yeah, what's good? Check what's, what's good, good with Charlie yeah. Taylor. Episode uh, on the fifth and thirty-four. Yeah, to thirty-four. Yeah, man, thirty-four. We're getting there. Getting to that. Getting near that fifty mark. Uh, it's, uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I'm I'm good. So you got a lighter note? Or? Uh just very quickly. Okay, so last night, my cat threw up everywhere. Right, so I had to clean it all up. I was like, man, this and and I thought she was gonna throw up again this morning. You have a dog. Yes, Charlie. Now, when I was cleaning that up of the cat, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, getting down on the ground, cleaning up vomit. <laughs> but when you take a dog for a walk, you have to clean it up in the street, in public, with a little plastic bag. Okay, this does not make any sense to me. Why would anyone want to do this? this well, I see people walking around, right? I see people walking around with a baggie full of dog's excrement they're happily walking away and it's bouncing right next to them. I'm like, are you insane? 
you are carrying feces along next to you while you walk. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't, it doesn't compute with me. Can you explain this behavior? Um, so I've had two dogs in my lifetime. Uh, for a combined amount of time, probably about 15, 17, 15, 15 or so years now. Something like that. Yeah, you know, near, near 50, over 10 years anyway. Uh, I've had two dogs. And for my first dog, who I had for 12, 13 years, I, I made a concerted effort never to pick up his doo-doo. Concerted effort. Okay. I got so, I, there were so many times when I was, because uh, I was a teenager then, I just didn't want to pick up dog shit just being real i had the exact same thing as you seems like a human thing i was just Mm -hmm. like i'm not picking up why should i pick it up let nature do its course you know i'm I'm feeding the flies here i'm I'm, I'm helping the ecosystem um you know and uh, there were some people that came out of their houses sometimes they saw the dog thing and they were like oh you pick it up and i'm like fine geez I'm not getting ten off by total strangers, or or I just say I don't have a bag and then run. There was actually quick story. There was actually one where I would have chased. There was you. actually one in the winter. Uh, early was it early this year or two years ago where uh, I was walking my current dog, well my sister's dog anyway, and um, it bro, it took the most minute, like not even worth picking up, like not even worth it, like no coil, nothing. It was just it was nothing. It was just like the littlest pee. So this woman parks up, right, and she gets out of the car. She sees the dog like doing it, obviously, when she goes past. And she goes to me, did you pick it up? I'm like, pick up what? This is me. <laughs> pick up, pick up what? And I'm like, what that? Can you even th- try and find it? Because it was completely pitch black. So, and it was it was just, it was, it was, it was like invisible to the naked eye. I'm like, just, just leave it. Just, it's fine. It's fine. You, you won't step in it. Trust me. It's the smallest thing. And she was, she actually literally got the torch on her phone trying to find it. And I was just like, I was just like. I just walked off. <laughs> okay, that's a I, just, I just walked off. Bro, it was the smallest coil. Anyway, um, I pick it up now simply because um, he usually does it in my neighborhood anyway, so I just feel like I have to, um, and I'm not really beefing that much, to be honest. I think it's just because I've grown up, and it's just like, ugh, it's just poo, bro. I, uh, uh, it's not It's not touching me. I'm not rubbing it on my face or anything. You know, I'm not I'm not mad. <laughs> I just, I just, I certainly hope I, not. I just pick it up, tie it up. It's not, I'd hold my breath if that's in it. If that makes it uh, makes anything better, but um, uh, maybe I'm just not exposed to it. Maybe I haven't haven't dealt with it enough to. It's to me, it's just like, oh man. And when people don't pick it up, I'm like, bro, come on, man. You can't just let people just shit anywhere and then just not pick it up. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 step I understand. In that. This is, this is I understand. Bad. Um, and if we're talking about environment, you know, there's probably more of an environmental. Uh, harm the fact that I pick it up with plastic bags and then put it in a dog poo bin for, for the rest of life. But um, this yeah, is but, true. You know, I, I just I just do it because I mean he does in my neighbourhood and you know I'm just like nah right cool I'll, I'll just I'll just pick it up because. Uh, but if it's like on a field or whatever, I'm just like <laughs> go for it, bro. <laughs> it's all you. But uh, fuck man, the po- I've played why cricket have you on those the politics I've played of picking soccer up dog on these fields. What is this? Because <laughs> I I'm very passionate about it. I got into I, I wear I wear very very fresh shoes. I have a, an extensive shoe collection. Mm. Now I'm not gonna freaking walk around. I I, I don't want to be looking at the ground all the time when I'm walking around trying to dodge. If it's on grass, I pick it up. To get if, on, if, like, if it's on pavement, I pick it up regardless. So just saying. Yeah, I don't stay on the. I don't walk. Yeah, on exactly. Grass. Who it's walks crazy. on grass? Nah, man. I think we're we're on different we're on different wavelengths with this but you know I, I, it's an interesting insight into the this side of life that i've never 
partake partook oh, this in. Is, so th- thank you, I this, appreciate that. This has that. been a, s- a super interesting episode. Like, I, I, this is so weird. Like, the politics of picking up dog shit, Iggy Azalea having a good album. I, what is this? This is the Twilight Zone. I feel like I'm in Black Mirror. What is this? What's going on? So. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to get cancelled. I'm gonna get yeah, cancelled. Yeah, you're, you're, you're really just you're really going headfirst into this, aren't you? Just... I'm right on the I'm right on the edge of it. I'm gonna. Someone just has to push. I'm gonna fall off myself. No one has to push me. I'll fall guys, if guys into we, irrelevance. Guys, please roast him. Please, I beg you, just roast this kid. Like we need we need to keep this guy down, down a peg. <laughs> we have an agenda. Just hit me in the <laughs> hit me in the DMs roast, or no, roast no, ben. mention me. <laughs> Mention me on on Twitter so I can bring Charlie into it, and then he can join you in your roasting because he that's one of his favorite. Yeah, I'll just I'll just deliver gifts and fun photo reactions. And he's good at it. He's really good at it. So if you don't know what to say, just DM Charlie. He'll he'll light me up for you, man. He's he's incredible at yes, it. Yes, And on that on that uh, flex note, this has been digging in digits. And uh, I'm Ben Cardo of Hip Hop Numbers. Sorry, was that me? Was I meant to go first? I mean, you can if you want. Uh, I've been trying to. Okay. <laughs> we shall see you guys next I've week. I was going to say something funny, but I I've forgot been ben what it was. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was what that dead yeah, end was. I was, okay, I was trying to say enough. something funny, but I lost my train of thought. But yes. Don't edit this out. Don't edit this out. Leave this. I was going, I was, I was going to leave it anyway. But yes, I've been trying to okay, fifth, cool. fifth Element. He has been better fifth hope uh, numbers because he's already said it before. This has been Digging Thank in Digits. You. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you listening. Have a good week, everybody. And until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Dogs are better. <laughs> Bro, man, I hate dogs. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for this show, piece from video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chopper Records for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and Chopper Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending the time with us, and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.